All right, everybody, welcome back. Episode 15, Midwest Baseball Ranch Podcast. Coming at you right now, we're sponsored by none other than Joey's Red Hots. We talked about it on the last episode. And again, guys, I love Joey's Red Hots. It's the best Chicago-style hot dog around, no doubt about it. Got locations all over, Orland Park, New Lenox, Chicago, Crest Hill. Got food trucks, taco trucks, they do it all. Midwest Baseball Ranch hosting uh, a tournament April 29th through May 1st over in Oak Forest. And let me tell you, Joey's Red Hot is 15 minutes from here. So all you teams that are coming, your Upper Deck, Top Tier Michigan, Phenom, Bartlett Rebels, Oak Forest, Dynasty, Kansas City Sparks, go check out Joey's Red Hot. It's about 15 minutes away. Go get you a hot dog. Go get my favorite, the Euro Burger. It's a burger with Euro meat on top, some tzatziki sauce, smothered on a bun. Oh, my God. It's so good. Delicious. If you're not in the mood for that, go with the bread and steak sandwich. That's my backup every single time. Sometimes I get both, man. I can't help it. Anytime I see this menu, you look at the prices. Ooh, good stuff. Joey's Red Hot. I promise you I'm not going to steer you wrong. Get some get some pizza for the kids. Get a, get a slice or get the big pie. Uh, Joey's Red Hot Pizza is phenomenal. Right next door. Get some gelato to finish it off. But make sure you guys go check them out. Joey's Red Hot's again. Guys, there's two things I know. It is baseball and it is food. Those are the two things I know. That's what's gotten me this far in life. I would not steer you wrong when it comes to this. Joey's Red Hots, go check them out. Joey'sRedHots.com. Locations all over. Get your food catered there. Have a little party. A little get-together for the neighbors. All the shoveling you guys have been doing. Get some food from Joey's Red Hots. It's going to be warm. It's going to be hot. It's going to be good. Go check them out, guys. Joey Red Hots. interview exclusive episode here john from jp sports another fantastic interview i urge you guys to listen to a full full one just like we did with Tabor the other day just uh this is a good, another great one what john and his team are doing over with jp sports and uh i love everything they're doing they're in it for the right reasons they're good people over there and uh you know they're trying to grow the game in the midwest and they're doing a fantastic job with it so um definitely excited for this one this is another one man i'm telling you guys these are interviews are awesome we're loving them the guests are loving it uh the crowd's loving it we're getting great feedback so dial in make sure you guys uh like subscribe follow us on itunes on spotify on the website everything guys leave a review please it goes a long way trust me uh we love it we appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten and we'll hop over to uh john from jp sports and uh before we get into that this interview is sponsored by none other than beastman we had patrick drought on a couple weeks ago and uh man beastman if you haven't checked it out yet go check it out beastman.com transforming elite athletic performances into metaverse nfts earn collect flex i love the flex at the end man that's what it's all about kids having fun kids enjoying it and uh, it's awesome i got my kid one of the nft cards the og cards and he loves it man he's uh showing to all his friends and i've looked at it a bunch of times but they're doing over there real good stuff man it's uh that's what it's all about putting these kids on the platform that they deserve working hard to get to this level so go check those out beastmint.com beastmint.com go check them out guys All right, everybody, welcome back. Midwest Baseball Ranks Podcast. We got on the line with us right now, John, owner of JP Sports. Uh, you know, I've gotten to know you a lot over the past few months. My guy, what's going on, man? 
Hey, Jim, how you guys doing? Andrew, thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, it's cold out there, man. I'm ready for baseball. It's, it's freezing outside, so I'm, I'm definitely not not liking the weather, I can tell you that. I'm with you. Yeah. I, we had negative 8 degrees uh, the other day, so I'm with you. So nothing better than to talk baseball right now. That's what it's all about. Everyone's itching to get into the season. Uh, I got to start it off with you, man, because JP Sports is, is it's, it's fascinating to me, your, your guys' growth over the past couple of years. And uh, I was talking to Andrew about it. You know, my son, three, four years ago, five years ago, JP Sports was a strong name. And now to where it's grown right now, it's huge, man. You guys are all over all these different complexes. It's a strong brand. You know, kind of talk about the growth you guys have had the past couple of years and, um, you know, all the hard work behind the scenes that you guys are doing i mean it, it, it this has been a labor of love for me i mean this is kind of the industry i've known and uh, you know i grew up in it um you know i it all started because you know i, I my, basically my, my dad passed away i was looking for something to do and uh my old travel coach was like why don't you come on pirates and baseball with me and i you know on pirates and baseball as a high school kid and i was like the money was really really good um you know and kind of from there i was like you know i I don't have to go push carts, work at a grocery store, I, you know, do whatever. I mean, you know, get a paper route, whatever it was. I didn't have to do that. I could umpire baseball, and I found a way to to kind of, you know, I fell in love. You know, I already loved the game, but I really fell in love with it even more. It reminded me why I loved it so much. Uh, you know, it, it brought back a lot of memories, you know, family, things like that. Uh, like I said, my dad just passed away. And, uh, you know, kind of kind of going as I grew it, kind of went, you know, I said I was umpiring. Uh, next thing you know, I, I show up to games and I was the only guy. And, uh, you know, down here where we're from, it's a two-man crew. And uh, when you show up to a ball game by yourself, you look at the coach and it's like, you know, where's my partner? I'm like, this is brutal. I'm not doing a game by myself. So I, I, I kind of, you know, had a notepad on my bag. I wrote down every guy I worked with and I'd, you know, write down their name. And, you know, anytime I showed up, I'd call a guy. i say, hey, come work with me. And, you know, they'd run out to come work with me. And, and back then it was a little easier to find umpires. Like right now it's terrible. But, uh you know, and, and from there, it's just kind of just steamrolled. And then next thing you know, I, I started running tournaments for people because I was coordinating umpires, and I saw what worked, what didn't work, and a, a group's like, hey, come run our tournaments. And, uh, you know, from there, it just kind of took off. I, I got into doing my own thing, started JP Sports. Uh, it's kind of funny. I actually took a student loan to, to fund the business so I could start it because nobody would – you know, everyone's like, hold up, you want to do what? You want to run baseball <laughs> tournaments? And I said, yeah, yeah, I want to run baseball tournaments. You need, you know, I need money for a website. I need money for, like, deposits with fields. And uh, I was getting my master's at the time, and I actually took a student loan, and that's how I started it and uh, used that money there because my, my master's getting paid for because I was a grad assistant program and uh, used, used the student loan money to start the business. And uh, I, I, I was spread very, very thin when we started. Uh, I had it up to, like, uh, six, 700 teams, maybe max. Uh, and, and I looked at my, you know, now wife, and I said, I've got to figure something out. I've got to, I've got to hire somebody. I've got to do something because I can't keep going to school, doing all this, growing the business, focusing on the things I need to focus on to grow the business. And, uh, uh, you know, we hired Heath Smith, our director of operations, and he's kind of been like the day-to-day guy, and I've been the guy that goes out and kind of grows the business and, and develops his relationships with the parks and things like that. And we've taken it from, you know, you know, since we started like 2010, I, I think it was about there. We've taken over the last five, six years, we've taken like from 700 teams, and this year we'll probably hit about 5,000, maybe a little over, wow. maybe 6,000 teams. And I mean, it's really grown the last couple of years as we got into, you know, we've been very fortunate with places like TBK and uh, Louisville Slugger. We have a lot of great partners. Uh, I mean, the, the first one to ever roll the dice on us, I'll never forget, was Brian Halterman up at Wheeling. Uh, 
I, you know, I got to, you know, I used to remember sitting on my mom's deck and I'd call these complexes. Like, like I had a schedule, I'd call them literally weekly saying, Hey, I, you know, what can I do to get in there? And I think the guy at, uh, in Schaumburg got sick of hearing from me uh, about <laughs> Olympic park. And he's like, I'm going to tip you off. And he, he tells me they're building a new turf complex in wheeling. And I call and the guy's like, you're in luck. He's like, yeah, we're building this. I don't have any tournaments. Uh, I'll let you in. And he took a roll of dice on some kid from Iowa basically and let me in there. And Brian and I are still friends today. He's, He's no longer there. I think he's out in uh, Idaho or somewhere out there right now. I haven't talked to him in a couple months, but he's just down in Branson working down there. And, uh, you know, we've just kind of grown it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely a labor of love. Uh, came a long way. And like I said, a lot of it helps when you're working with these big complexes and places people want to go. And uh, once you build a reputation and people know you can fill those, uh, they call you to come there. And it's kind of nice because I remember back, like I said, it all starts back where I was calling these places religiously. Now they call me, and uh, it, it's a little easier on my end to uh, to kind of you know work that way rather than me having to call them begging to get in. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, everything that you said, I, I kind of want to go back to uh, a statement that you made. You said that you were an umpire. You said that you kind of uh, were a scheduler for umpires, and and how that's kind of changed to be a little bit difficult right now to get umpers. What's your take on that? Why do you think that is? Because it's difficult here in Michigan as well. I'm sure it's difficult anywhere at this point. Is it, is it the is it the coaches and parents maybe getting on them too much? Is it is it the pay? Is it the hours? Like what what do you think that that is? It's difficult everywhere. I mean, and it's and I've got I've got to know a lot of guys, coaches, friends that own other businesses, things like that. It's, it's labor labor everywhere is difficult. Number one, um, number two, it's especially difficult in baseball. And I think part of the reason it's so difficult with, with umpires is um, it, it used to be like high school kid. Like I said, I got to do it when I was in high school, and I was a rare breed. A lot of my friends continue to play baseball, and what you're seeing is a lot of these kids that aren't getting into umpiring. They're just not getting into it. Uh, a lot of the older guys are getting out of it. Um, they're just not doing it as much. And I think part of the problem is everyone says, oh, it's the parents and coaches. Yeah, the parents and coaches can be nuts. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree with that. I think part of it, though, is, is, is frankly, is a, a lot of kids just don't want to work or there's more baseball being played at 15, 16, 17, 18 at the travel level. It used to be just the, the top 10, top 20% were playing. Right. If you didn't play, if you didn't play high school baseball, you either played town ball, rec, or whatever. Now there's there's a lot more travel teams at those ages. Uh, like Legion's basically dead. It used to be uh, you had a Legion team from your community. If you didn't have a Legion team, you didn't play summer baseball. Right now, travel ball. There's a lot more travel ball. So there's less kids, you know, less kids in the pool that want to go back and work. And frankly, I, I, a lot of these kids just don't want to work. Um, you know, and, and, and like I said. It, the key for us is we've been very fortunate. We put two on pretty much every game here at Bettendorf, uh, Louisville Slugger, places like that. We've always been fortunate to have two guys. Um, Chicago, it's been tough. Uh, but I think a lot of it is just getting new guys into the ranks. And, uh, I mean, honestly, when I get those new guys out there, a lot of them are timid, and uh, it's just getting them comfortable. Um, it, it's, you know, but coaches and parents, they need to help with that because it's, it, as soon as you, you're on a kid, I mean, they look at me and I say, I'm not coming back tomorrow. These people are nuts. <laughs> And, and, and that's part of the that's part of the difficulty. And I'll be honest. I mean, and, and the hard part about it is, is you've got anytime you start a new umpire, you put them on like eight, nine, ten. And to be honest, 
those are the ages where the people are, frankly, they're the craziest. Crazy. Yep. Because, you know, when they get to 13, 14, they've been around, they've pretty much seen it all, and it is what it is. They don't really care. I mean, you know, not that they don't care, but they're a little more forgiving with the umpires. Don't mess with because they understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eights, nines, and tens, it's like, you know, all rationale is out the window. Mm-hmm. I mean, they forget what it's about. And, and, and I get it. They're new to it. They're excited. I mean, I mean but it's, I can't start a, a new, like, you know, a 16-year-old umpire on a 14-new major game or a 13-new major game. Right. I mean, it's gonna, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> so you got to start them at, like, 8, 9, and 10. And, and the, the worst part is, is all kinds of goofy stuff happens at 8, 9, and 10 because the kids don't understand the game as well. Uh, you got you got, you know, mom yelling, throw the ball here. you got dad from the stands yelling, throw the ball there. And kids don't know who to listen to. And what you think should happen as an umpire that's going to happen doesn't happen, the complete opposite. And then you're just like, what do I do now? Like, you know, I mean, and, and we're pretty, we're pretty blunt with coaches. Uh, we, in our rules and our things, we, we make it very clear. If you get a call you don't like, don't freak out, call timeout, ask for a site director. And every tournament I have, like, you, like if you come to Louisville Slugger, I'll have three to four guys always working. You come to TBK, I have three to four guys always on staff. And I, I, their job is to go out and make sure if a call is wrong, Let's, let's, let's call timeout. Let's back, backtrack at everyone's recollection of what happened and, and, and let's just get it right because we're not, you're not going to get it right. I mean, they have, they have instant replay in major league baseball. They don't get it right. right. So, so let's, let's just, let's, let's hit pause, reset, figure out what happened and, and go from there. And, and you know what? I, even this last year, I've had uh, things happen where, where usually like the last my site directors, uh, and I'm always on site somewhere. Every single weekend, I'm a weekend warrior. I love this stuff. I'm passionate. I, I don't leave the park. I'm there from sun up to sundown. Uh, well, I'm pa- you know, I'm uh, there before sun up, and I'm there probably till midnight every night. I mean, I am a true weekend warrior. Uh, you know, and and that's, I mean, this is truly a passion for me. Um, I mean, my, my wife will tell you I'm, I'm not home on the weekend. She'll tell she jokes, single mom. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, basically. <laughs> Now through well, we start indoor this weekend. Uh, so say she's a single mom through basically, basically through October. Right. And uh, you know, it, I'm there. I, I want to get the call right, and and I understand. You know, and that's why we tell coaches call time, get one of us over there. And, and my site directors know if they can't straighten out, they'll call me. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think I had three or four times this year. Me being an umpire, me knowing a lot. I mean, just growing up knowing it, I've, I've ran into just about everything. And I, if I don't know it. I've got resources I can call, like, you know, the D3 national coordinator, uh, you know, guys that assign for big organizations, guys that help out a bullpen every week. There's just guys that I can reach out to and say, hey, this is what we got. You know, where, where do we want to go from here? You know, even some of the biggest, uh, you know, associations in Illinois that, you know, Fox Valley Blues, Jeff Collis, Jordan Cohen, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of the D3 guys I know, uh, you know, just try to get it right. And the big thing is just telling those umpires, the young ones, is, you know, hey, this is this is where you got to go. This, you know, the, the learning curve for them as well. So, you know, we're all in this together. Um, if we want youth baseball to continue, we, we've got to realize that we need umpires. Right. Um, and, you know, I understand it's passionate, but but just don't make it personal. If you don't make it personal with the umpires, most of them are pretty cool about it. Yeah, I especially agree. the young kids. I agree with you 100. percent And uh, I, I'm I'm with you. When growing up, uh, you know, I, all the kids in the neighborhood they wanted to be an umpire or they were an umpire, and you're just not seeing it nowadays. So I think you're dead oh, on with that. It's it's crazy. It's and, and the money was great. Right. I mean, I mean, as a kid, where are you going to make you know six? I mean, you're yeah. making six, seven hundred bucks a week as a kid. Right. I mean, I, I mean, my, my, I remember my mom and my aunts and uncles that when I was a signing, I was in high school. You know. I was, 
making a grand a week, and they're like, hold up, you're doing what? <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't have to work the rest of the year. Right. They thought you were selling drugs I mean, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the worst part is I, I, the only time I ever got in trouble in high school was my cell phone rang. And, and it, the funny thing was is another teacher that was calling me in the same school because he had to call and tell me his games were canceled because it was raining. And I, I ended up getting like a Saturday detention for it. And I, I was like, dude, you got me in trouble. And, right. and, and and he was laughing. He had to talk to the dean. And yeah, I ended up getting, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It was like, it is the only time I've ever gotten in trouble. Like my cell phone, that was back when like you couldn't have cell phones in school and all that. And I, I had it because I was, I was, I was running a business. Right. You know, I was coordinating umpires. Hustling. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Just, just trying to, just, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to push stock. I didn't want to bag groceries at a grocery no, store. Right. I, you know, I was around baseball. I had a great gig. Yeah. You know, so. I think you nailed it, man. I, I, you know, I think, you know, the umpires are a big part of why people play JP sports. You do a great job with that. You know, the other thing that you guys are kind of known for and, um, is, is trying to get all the games in. You guys are, your last yeah. resort is canceling games and I've seen it firsthand and I know it firsthand. That's, that's your reputation. That's a strong reputation to have. Yeah. So kind of talk about that, the thought process that, you know, goes on uh, with that. It, so, so, so it all starts to, I mean, we, we price our tournaments uh, and everyone, well, number one, as soon as you cancel, and if you cancel for a reason that somebody doesn't like, the first thing they say is, oh, it's a money grab. It's a money grab. Right. And, and so, so, so right away, we price our tournaments immediately to where, hey, our margins are what they are. And I'm very, very happy with the margin. I mean, like I said, I want it to be better. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's a fair margin if we complete the tournament. You know, what, what you make, you know, and that's, that's the goal is, is I want to give teams 100% of what I can. Like, I want them to get what they paid for. And the last thing I want to do is cancel on a, on, a, on a Sunday because we got a little bit of rain and and not, you know, and we should be playing baseball. I mean, because all it does is cheat teams out of games. Julie, I mean, especially in the Midwest, we only have so many weekends we can play. Yep. Um, April, the weather's, you know, March, April, it's cold, it's rainy. You know, it's not, not favorable, it's windy. Um, you know, you get into August, kids got back to football, back to school. So we, we don't have a real good fall season. So it's like pretty much you have April. I mean, you have end of April, May, June, July, early July, because most people shut it down by mid July anyway. So, so really you're, you're, you go hard for a couple months and it's, you know, these guys, these organizations and groups and tournaments that cancel and it's like, it just, it, for me, it's not worth the reputation. Um, I, I'm hard on the parks about it. Um, like I said, I, I've had parts that, that won't work with me because I, I've been, I mean, they told me I was mean. Um, and I probably was a little mean. But but end of the day, when you drive by and it's like, why are we not playing baseball? I mean, it's really not that bad. Um, you know, I, I'm just trying to stand up for, for what is right. Uh, you know, I, I've been in a situation where I've traveled to, traveled to a tournament, you know, six, seven hours away and you sat in a hotel room because you couldn't play. And, I mean, granted, it rained. There's nothing you can do about it, but it sucks. I mean, it's not fun. I mean, now, now granted, that's some of those things I remember is jacking around in the pool and things like that and going to the zoo or, or you know, I don't remember winning and losing. I, I remember everything else that we did, but it's it's baseball that, that afforded us those opportunities. Right. And, and that's that's why it's important to me, you know, because it's, it's, it's truly – I have a lot of really, really good memories from playing travel baseball, um, you know. You know, like just thinking about, like, you know, back with my, you know, my dad when he was around and, and just everything like that and just – a lot of really it really means a lot to me and uh you know i, I remember when when i got this flyer to, to play and i brought it home and i remember the sacrifices my parents made so i could do it and, and i just i know that these parents today are a lot of the parents are making these same sacrifices so so the last thing i want to do is 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 
you know, go against what my upbringing and who I am and, and, and things like that. Because like I said, parents make a lot of sacrifices and, and I know that. I mean, no, I mean, uh, I still work another full-time job and, and, and the last thing, you know, you know, I, I know my coworkers, they, they waste a lot of their vacations so their kids could play the sports they want to play. Um, and, and the kids do it, you know, parents do it because they, they, they want to do it for their kids. I remember my parents making those sacrifices. So, so I want to give them the value that, that they deserve. And that's, that's, a, that's very important to me as a person. Yeah, I agree. And I, so, and I, we've, we've instilled that in our team. Um, it, it's important, you know, like I said, it's, it is what it is. You either got to get on board or you're not for us. Right. Um, and it's, it's simple yeah and, and that's a strong reputation to have so you know i've heard it from multiple people that you that's that's what you guys are known for it's a good thing that's for sure so we appreciate that as coaches as uh parents as um fans of the game we appreciate that um and, and you know that kind of, kind of brings me to my next question here you know you guys got some new locations this year i know you guys are down in peoria illinois um flashing the leather series you know kind of talk about that what other big events you got going on this year well i mean like i said we, we've been down there for a couple of years and i, I had a I had a lot happen. Like I said, I, you know, I had a lot of meetings with the guys at Peoria, and we're trying to think what could we do to, to, to get Peoria relevant and uh, more interesting going to going to Louisville Slugger. And, um, you know, we, we wanted to give away – we wanted to give away bats. We're trying to throw this together. And finally, you know, just after meet with those guys, it's – you know, we we saw what the Stralos were doing there in Oak Forest, and I was like, man, I mean, they, they got – they get a ton of teams. It works out really, really well. And it's like, actually, that's kind of that's, – that's really, really neat. And with, you know, Wilson only loaning Louisville Slugger, I'm like, why don't we give away, like, an A2000? Um, like I said, originally I wanted to give, like, a, you know, a Louisville Slugger, like, a meta or something. And talking to our Wilson reps and our, our, the folks at Louisville Slugger, and, I mean, right now just trying to get that type of stuff is, I mean, d- demand and supply. Yeah, I mean, supply chains are all messed up. It, it's terrible. Right. So th- they told me there's no way, not happening, you're not going to be able to do bats, the numbers ain't going to work. And then we said, okay, well, what about, what about gloves? And they said, well, we had to talk to our factories. And we had to place our order back in, like, I was, I was God, it was probably, I don't know, September, October, wow. for them to guarantee us our, I mean, it was it was, ter- it was crazy. We're like, well, we want to do custom. They, they told, look, this nice, it drives out of your mind. We're not doing <laughs> custom. You can't do custom. Um, they, we, we don't, we just, we can't do them. Um, and I think I just saw something float around, like, social media, because I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a. I keep an eye on what's out there. I don't, I don't watch my messages as much because I get so many of them. But I, I kind of keep an eye on what's on, on the boards and you know method groups. And I saw someone post something right now that I think it's like a six month wait for like a custom glove. I mean, it's it, so that's a one off. And I wanted to do like a whole line of like like a thousand of these things. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I called the rep and he's like, "Hold up, you want to do what?" And I said, "I want to order like a thousand custom gloves." He's like, "No, you can't. No, you can't do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I have to." So we were after several meetings. I mean, we, we came up with this, this concept down there, Louisville Slugger, and I mean, it all stems from just seeing what the what, what you know the Strelos are doing over Oak Forest. And I, I mean, what they do is cool. Uh, the kids' eyes light up. I mean, everyone gets excited about the rings and things like that. And like I said, I wanted to do something special, something different. And we, we got a great partnership with uh, Louisville Slugger and the guys down there, and the, the, you know the city of uh, Peoria. Discover Peoria has been great. Uh, you know, it, it takes it takes a lot of people to make things like that happen because the price point on the awards packages it's north of twenty five hundred bucks. I mean, and that's that's not easy to do. Um, so so it takes a lot of really good partners and getting creative and uh, you know just doing things that you know to get people you know to buy in. And like I said, they they see the value in it, uh, um, especially in Illinois where we're you know tourism's down. So 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 there's some things we we just did to get creative to, to make it work. 
for, for everybody involved, you know. Yeah. And the teams are excited. The feedback's been great on it. So, uh, I'll be honest with you. You know, we when when putting together tournaments, you know, because um, I'll I'll help multiple teams kind of put together tournaments. I I do look at you know, is it a ring? tournament is it are they getting medals and stuff this isn't soccer we don't want medals you know we we want we want yeah. a ring we want to we want a bat you know we want a hat you know something the kids want something and and as a parent i'll tell you right now i want to go to one of your tournaments because i don't want to buy my kid an a2000 <laughs> i'd rather have him just win it because i don't have that budget so i'd much rather just yeah. go ahead and have you have you pass it out but you know yeah, talking about you know running tournaments and everything, you know, there's a lot of tournaments out there. It, quite frankly, I think that it's somewhat starting to get watered down a bit. You know, it, there's so many tournaments out there, and and so many teams go to multiple different tournaments, and you're trying to chase one team, and they're going someplace that you don't really want to go. It, it's starting to get a bit watered down, but. If it wasn't getting watered down, and there's obviously people out there that want to start tournament stuff, what's some advice that you can give them to to maybe help them run their tournaments without giving away all your secrets? But what's some advice that you could uh, you could you could pass along to them? Understand why. I mean, and here it goes back to this. I mean, understand one why you're getting into it. Um, have a real reason why it's important to you. And, and, and a lot of people, I mean, even my umpires, they, they just think you put it on the, I mean, I, they, they, they all like to give me crap each weekend. They're like, oh, you just post some internet, people show up. And I'm like, it's not that easy. Right. Um, I mean, when facility, f- facilities, uh, they build these multi-million dollar facilities, and they've got the whole field of dreams concept, build it and they will come. And it's, it's not that easy. That's not how this industry works. Um, you truly, truly have to do a good job. Um, communication is very, very important. Uh, I'm accessible. Uh, pretty much 24 seven uh somebody from my team is i mean i mean it's it's we're always available uh we're always answering stuff we're trying to get back and i mean i I might not always be the easiest guy to get a hold of but if it's a tournament question something like that it's 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 i get to it like right now i've got 179 emails in my inbox and i guarantee you i've answered every single question about a tournament or communication about a tournament something like that uh, like like my mound rep or my my uh, baseball rep or guys like that, I, I might see a couple of days get back to. Or, I mean, Jim, I mean, you saw it might take a couple of days on like something like a pod back, a podcast get back to you on something like that. But but communicating with the teams is the number one priority. And uh, like I said, I am truly there from from sun before sun up to sundown, and my team is. It's just a lot goes into it. And uh, I mean, everyone thinks that it's it, you know. Yeah, the money is unbelievable. It's not about that. It's about doing it the right way and having a true passion for. And if you do it the right thing, everything else will fall follow you. Yeah. I mean, I, and I truly believe that. You know. Yeah, it, and that's what you said on there is about communication. That's key. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to reach out to tournament directors, just don't hear back. You know, and some of these are mm-hmm. running, you know, state tournaments and, and things of those natures where, where we really want to know. Like, we want to get into those tournaments. And, and a lot of the times, you know, teams will go there and they'll register for a tournament early so that 
other teams will register for that tournament as well because they want to play you and we all want to play each other. But if we don't know where we're going, it's kind of hard to do that. And sometimes the communication just isn't there. So, and and I'm a firsthand witness of your communication as well. You, you, you communicate. I, I think I sent I sent an email at one point to to your team, and I had an answer within the next couple hours. It it was just that quick, and it yeah. was the answer I needed, and it's the answer I wanted. So, you know, from a coach, we appreciate that. We appreciate the fact hey. that you are on top of it. And, and tra- transparency is another thing, though. I mean, uh, I mean, we're very, very transparent in everything we do. Um, and, and, and a lot of being, when, when you have an operation this large, I mean, you've got to make a lot of decisions. And, and I might not always make the most popular decision, but at least I'll, ha- I, I'll, I'll tell you why I made my decision. I'll be, uh, you, you might not like it. Um, I've got a buddy, I've got a guy that I've met probably, uh, Scott Christie is probably, I don't know, 10 plus years ago, he was uh, with uh, Boylenbrook at the time, and now he's with, he was with uh, Elite, Chicago Elite, went to them, uh, like Elite Baseball Training, and, and I remember Scott, and uh, he was so mad at me. I don't remember what he's mad about, but uh, but I called him, and uh, I remember exactly where I was. I was at Hampton Inn in Yorkville. I picked up the phone, I called Scott, and I said, I understand you don't like the decision. I said, but this is why I did what I had to do. And I, I think it was one of those instances where it rained, and I, we had like a we had an eight team bracket. We had to take it down to like a, a six team, and then or no, we took it down to like a four team, and then you let you let seven play eight, uh, you know, seven play eight, five play six, or something like that. And he's like, ah, you know, I was a six, or I was a five seed. I, I could beat those guys, and, and I understood why he was upset. I told him that. I said, I get it. It sucks. But I was very transparent. I called him. I, I had the difficult conversation, and and, and he respected it. And it, like I said, tr- be transparent, and that, that's why we've uh, we've got to the point where we post the look who's coming and things like that. And I, I do it early, and it just mm-hmm. people want to know. I mean, yeah. they they, they want to know what's going on. I mean, it just I, I'm very very transparent. And I try to be, and, and it's you know. You, you, some people some people are gonna like us. Some people aren't. It, it is what it is. Yeah, you, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna give you I'll give you my best and. If it's for you, great. And if it's not, I understand. Yeah. It's not I, personal. I mean, you said it perfect. You know, for all the other tournament directors out there that are that are listening to this, because we know that you are, you know, getting advice for your own tournaments, just if the answer is I don't know, then tell me I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I'll find it for you. I tell my players that all the time. Buddy, I don't know what the answer is to why you're not hitting the ball, but we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. Just be transparent. You know, and I guess yep. that kind of leads me to the next question here a, a little bit, I guess. You know, what's next for JP Sports? What I mean, you guys are growing at an exponentially fast rate. Like, it's it's amazing how quickly you guys are growing. You know, what's, what's next? What what are your big plans if you can leak them at this point? You know, what what do you got for us? Um, we're very strategic in how we grow. Um, I, I mean, I look at I look at some of the some of the guys that are based out of the Midwest, or some of the operators that, or even either people that aren't even based out of the Midwest that want to bring tournaments here, or, or guys that I know that want to take tournaments somewhere else. That, um, you know, like uh, the what's the South Carolina, the beautiful complex down there in the coast in South Carolina, shipyard. Shipyard, yeah. Everyone's like, how come you? How come you? How come you're not? You're at all these beautiful complexes. How come you're not at a shipyard? It doesn't make sense for us. Right. I mean, who do I know? Who do I know down there that's going to come play in my tournament? 
Uh, okay, I'm going to get 10, 15. It's not worth it. You got to be strategic in how you how you do this because the last thing I want to do is put a tournament out there that's going to fail. Um, you know, it's not good for it's not good for the teams that get in. It's not good for me. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for the facilities. I, I mean. A lot of people that do this make these empty promises to parks and facilities, and it's, it's, it doesn't do them any good. Um, you know, when I go into a park, I, I have every intention of not only filling it, but selling it out. Because, because I understand these parks have, have made these big investments. Um, but, but we're very strategic in how we grow. Um, I mean, if you, if you look at a map of where we're located, we're basically Lake Michigan to the Wisconsin border down the Mississippi River to, to basically Peoria. I mean, we're in a very small footprint, and for us to do five, 6,000 teams, I mean, we have a couple down in Edwardsville as well. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable for, for us. I mean, I mean, the only, only you know, you got, yeah, got, I got my buddies over at GMB. He, he does a lot of teams, and he's all over. But we're in a very concentrated footprint, and, and that's kind of, for us, our growth is going to be based off our current footprint. I mean, I don't want to jump markets. Um, it doesn't make sense for me to go to Ohio and try and run a tournament right now. Why? Because there's so much between Indiana and here. Now, now I'm not saying I'm going to go to Indiana because they do a nice job over at bullpen. I mean, I'm not trying to compete with those guys. Uh, I've got to be strategic in where we go, and I, I, want, I want to run good events. So, so there's some things that I'm looking at. Um, I, you know, like I said, we started out early. Uh, the weather here is terrible. I'd love to do something down in Florida. Um, I, I don't know what that looks like, uh, but I'm always open to having conversations and learning. And uh, we went to ABCA for the first time ever this year, and boy, I, I was I was in heaven. Uh, I mean, I, for me, that was uh, a really open my eyes. Uh, met a lot of people, had a lot of great conversations, and, and I, like I said, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Um, our, you know, our reputation strong, and I think we're going to ride it and see where it takes us and, and just kind of take it day by day and just keep, you know, like the, the most important thing is not getting away from who we are and how we do things uh, and having our key and core principles uh, of doing it the right way for the teams and their families and coaches. And, you know, if an opportunity comes uh, at a new park, we'll, we'll take a look at it and it makes sense for us and them, then, then we'll go for it. But if we can't fill it, we're not going to, we're not going to take the opportunity. I, I love that business so. model. That's, that's that's perfect. I like to hear that. You know, that's why I started this specifically. And I, you know, I, I stayed away from you know the high school age levels that you know because I can't compete with you know the the PBRs and those type of things. It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. and, and the national scene, I can't do that because you know it's me and Andrew and you know another guy. That's it, really. I can't do uh, Colorado, Arizona, whatever like that. So you find that market that works for you, and you go and make it the best market that you can. So that's what I appreciate yep. that. You you guys to do um and you're not trying to overdo it you're not in it for the money you're in it for the kids you're doing it for the right reasons and that that's important that's mm -hmm. what we need and, and, and everything else follows right. i mean i mean like i said it just it just follows i mean it's it's, it's and don't get me wrong there's people that don't like us there's people that, that, that and that's okay i i mean we're not perfect we try to be i mean i trust me i get i get all I, i'm a I'm like a roller coaster. my team will tell you i'm all over the place like like i am a i mean i get i get very very angry, upset, frustrated when things don't go right. Um, umpire doesn't show. I mean, I, I, just to put this in perspective, I, I, I actually, this, you know, I've made some life choices and changed my health. And actually this year I started umpiring again. Um, I mean, I don't know who else out there is doing four or 5,000 teams at tournament host. I actually, I actually went out there and umpired behind the plate. Um, you know, and it is what it is. Uh, I, I mean, whatever it takes, uh, keep the experience good. And, I had a coach look at me. He goes, "What are you doing out here?" And I said, 
I'm short umpire. Right. I mean, so I had, I, had, I had the slacks on. I had the umpire shirt. I, I put the gear on, and I mean, I had to buy all new gear. My guys were laughing at me, but it, it is what it is. And, and the worst part is, is it was like the the weekend I picked it up, and you know, I you know, I had my wife's, you know, I wasn't feeling the best, and I, you know, it wasn't wasn't COVID or anything like that, but I wasn't feeling well. And she, I, I knew it wasn't COVID, knew it wasn't that, but that wasn't why I wasn't feeling well. And uh, I, I couldn't back out of doing the games because my guys would have gave me shit for it. Like, I would have never heard the end of it because all, all week I'm walking around the office going, strike, you know, and getting all into it. You know, uh, and they're all they're all laughing at me. And I made the most of it, you know. But, but we needed an umpire. And, I, you know, I said, whatever it takes. You know, we, we've got a reputation to uphold. And I went out there and did games. And, and to be honest with you, I – I got caught sleeping in one game. Uh, I mean, it was, it was it was cold. I was tired, and I, I completely missed a, a, a back pick at first. And, and I, I I wasn't watching. I really wasn't. I got I got caught sleeping, and I looked. At, coach was like he did him. I'm like I was in my own place. I was like I have no idea. I, you know, I just I was honest. I was like I missed it. It happened. You know. I mean, and uh, we all laughed about it and moved on. And you know, like I said, that that's really the mentality here: is do what it takes. Right, you know, and you know, I know one other guy that's done that as an organization, um, you know, head of tournaments and everything, and that's Mike Stralo, who you just mentioned. And you know, to me, you know, in the Midwest, you guys and and Stralo, those are two top guys, and shows you everything that you guys are in it, and you guys will do whatever it takes to make the tournament run smoothly. So shout out to you guys for right. throwing the gear on. I saw Stralo do it a couple times actually. So um, you guys are crazy, but good for you guys. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I actually missed it. You know, I mean, three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do it because of where I was at health was and things have changed and i mean i i truly truly enjoyed doing it um you know that was my roots i mean right. i it's how i got into this you know it's, it, it's fun for me i i truly it's a, it's a passion right. so i mean not, not, don't get me wrong i'm not gonna go out there and grind out like 15 16 games or anything i'd probably kill me with the heat but yeah. but uh you know it was like it was like april was a little chilly it wasn't bad i mean you know now now i was out there like 9 30 10 o'clock at night and i was like all right this is getting old <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but I, but but, but I'm, I'm good for a good three, maybe maybe four, uh, you know, three, four games. Other, other than that, I, you know, but uh, – It's yeah. more than me, more than me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next question I got for you here. So, uh, you know, we you guys are down in uh, Panama City, Florida. Um, you know, our team squared off against your team down there twice, pool play in the cha- gold bracket championship. Um you know, just high level. I know we talked on the phone after that game, and you, you, you know, you complimented us. We appreciated that, and uh, just how fun that game was. You know, you guys, awesome team. Uh, Nick does a great job with the team. You got Casey Paul Eyes kid over there, just, just awesome team. I got nothing but great things to say about it. But you know, how, how fun was that? You know, us going a little head to head with a great group of eleven-year-old kids. It was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to, to be a part of. I mean, the, and it goes deeper than that. I mean, the entire pool was like rock solid. I mean, even the TNT team. I mean, they were. I mean, yep. it's. I mean, it, 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 like I said, when the, when the bracket came out, I you know I, I saw it and I was like, okay, it, it is what it is, and I don't want to be that guy because I mean, everyone calls me. Oh, this is the schedule's crazy, and it. You know what? Line up, let's play. It, it is what it is. It kind of sucks, but. I, I, they did the right thing with the tournament. They changed the bracket. They, the top teams made it, and it, it just goes to show you how good baseball is, especially here in the Midwest. I mean, we have a lot of really, really good baseball. Um, I mean, you know, you guys, us, the TNT team. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, e- even if you were to make, even if you were to make like, like we were to sit down to, you know, all of us and say, hey, wh- how do we make a top twelve or top eleven out of those three teams? 
I mean, the next uh, next eleven would be just as good. Right. So, right. I mean, it really doesn't matter how you how you draw it up. End of the day, it's fun baseball. It's good baseball. Um, you know, now, now I wish we could do it. You know, maybe we do it in August sometime where the kids are a little fresher, and it could be a different outcome. Sure. I mean, you know, and I, I when the bracket came out, I called Nick. I said, I hope you're ready because that, you know, I hope you got, you know. And I kind of got on him because he played an indoor tournament with us a couple weeks before, and he played 11U, and he's like, I'm going to be missing kids because he was going to play 12, and I said, you need to play 12. And he goes, why? He's like, okay, I'll play 12. And then he, I'm going to be missing kids. I can't play. You know I mean? I don't want I don't want to get the kids down before. I said, just play 12. And he ends up playing 11, and I'm like, I told you you should play 12. I mean, but, you know, it's about getting the kids ready in development and all this. And it, it, like at the end of the day, as long as they're having the fun, that's what matters. That's what that trip's about for us. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, you know, it all stems from, you know, we do our all-star event, and, and the reason for the all-star event, we do ours a lot different than a lot of people. I don't know if you've been to it or not, but, I mean, the key there is I see how, how long the baseball season is and kids are, kids are training earlier than before. Um, I mean, they're starting now in what, October, November, and it's like they never stop. And, and I see how, how, how big of a grind it is for these kids. I mean, they're doing speed and agility. They're hitting, uh, they're pitching. They're hitting, you know, with dad two times a week or it, it's basically five, six days a week. They're doing baseball year round. And, and, and you get to – and then I, I'm out there, like I said, I'm a weekend warrior. I'm there, truly there all weekend. And I, I see kids leave the ballpark with their head down. And, and I, it just – that's not what baseball's about. It really isn't. Um, it's about falling in love with the game. And, and, and that's my goal with the All-Star event is how do I make that event so much fun that a kid leaves there and, and they can't wait to get back on the baseball field. They can't wait to play baseball again. And that's my goal because – I, I, I every single weekend it just makes me sick to my stomach. I see a kid leave the ballpark and it's their heads down, dad's yelling at them over a missed ground ball. Right. I mean, do you not watch? Do you not watch? Do you not watch like Major League Baseball? I mean, errors happen in every single game. Do you not see? I mean, guys go one for three and they're a Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, you, hell, you got guys that do a lot better than that and they're not Hall of Famers. I mean, you know, whether steroids or not or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of great players that that. You know, baseball is a game of failure, um, and, and it's, it's how you overcome that. And how do you learn, and how do you grow? And and a lot of people just they're on their kids. And they don't make it fun, and so that's my goal with our All Star event is is how do you make it fun? And I've had people come to me and say, "Oh, you, you know, this is well, it might not be for you." Uh, I mean, because I want it to be about having fun. Um, I want the kids to leave there and and realize that you know what. I can't wait to play baseball next year. And, and, and that, that's important to me, um, you know, because I remember all the, all the positive memories I have from it. So. Right, I I I'm with you a thousand percent. It's all about the fun. It's all about the kids, and I think your showcase your your all American teams do. Uh, that's what it is about. It truly is. I can see yeah. that by the way they do it. The way with the coaches. We'll, we'll give Nick another shout out. He's a great guy. He does a fantastic job. Yeah, with those kids. He's a good kid. I yeah. wanna. I, there's there's days I wanna I wanna kill him, but, <laughs> but he's a good kid. Um, I, I've known I've known him for a long long time. His dad does a lot for us. He does a lot for us. Great great people. Great family. Um, but yeah. The, the, the whole all-American thing—it, it, like I said, stems from the all-star thing. Uh, we used to go to Disney. I, I know my wife still wishes we went to Disney. Yeah. There's a little bit more to do in Central Florida. The weather's probably about 10 degrees warmer, but end of the day, we're down in Florida playing baseball in, in December, and you, you know, can't you can't pat you can't beat it. Right. I mean, it, it's a it's a good time. It really is. And I, I know I know the the team over there, at Baseball Fest, wants to change some things, and uh, 
you know, uh, you know, get some international teams hopefully when this whole COVID thing goes away and maybe some teams from, you know, other parts of the, the region to, to come there. So we can kind of mix it up a little bit, but, but I truly believe our, you know, our top teams from Midwest could really compete with anyone. And, and, and that's, that's, that's exciting. I mean, it really is, uh, you know, so that's, I, that's the I goal, right? Can't say enough about it. Right. Yeah. That's the goal. Go down south and so. show what the Midwest is all about. And again, yep. we had two Midwest teams um, in the championship. That's that's awesome. I mean, yep. I, I loved it. And, you know, shout out to those guys. Those kids, great, great bunch of kids. Uh, so, yeah, just an awesome Oh, absolutely. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, it, was a, it was a lot of fun watching them all play. I mean, and like I said, it's, it, you know, and then the pictures afterward. The best yeah. part about it all is, is, is these guys all play at such a high level? These kids on the, that play on those teams, they're they're going to see each other all, all summer long. Right. And and the best part is, is they're going to. I mean, I guarantee you, they're playing Xbox or PlayStation, whatever, to get against each other, and they're, they're becoming friends. Or the the friendship, the bonds, and things like that is they're, they're going to when they see each other in a tournament. It, they're not going to be they're not going to be strangers. They're going to say hi. They're going to say hi. You know, and it's that that's awesome. You know, that's what it's all it's, about. It's, yeah, exactly. Bringing kids together and you know doing learning the game, having fun. Yep. So, yep. That's what it's all about. I'm with so. you. Uh, now we, we got to get into the hard hitting questions though. Now we, we, we let you off easy. Now, now we're going to hit you with some hard hitting questions. We got a little game. All right. play. Throw some random questions out at you and you got to give us your answer. So uh, a couple easy ones, a couple hard ones. You don't know what's coming your way. You ready here? Let's do it. I'm going to start you off with an easy one here. Um, what is your favorite time to watch a baseball game in person? Is it the morning, evening, sunrise, whatever it is? What's your favorite time? Wrigley Field, anytime. All right. Wrigley. I'll tell you, I'm a diehard Cub fan. Um, you know, Wrigley Field, anytime. I will say nothing was more electric than uh, their World Series run. I thought Wrigley was going to fall apart. But, yeah, anytime I'm at Wrigley, I love – Love watching a ball game at Wrigley, but but I'll watch baseball anytime. Uh, you know, I'm usually down to watch a game now. It's finding time to watch the game is a tough part for me. Yeah, well, John, I liked you a lot before that answer. I'm a diehard White Sox fan, so our relationship right. just went that, a little. That's all right. No, I'm one of those salty White Sox I, fans that hates is. everything about the Cubs. The, 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 <laughs> the, the things that people bad talk to White Sox. That's that's kind of me at times. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, next one. You guys, have, you, guys got, you guys got a pretty good little team down there. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's, uh, Eat them up, been, Tigers. Uh, yeah, yeah Andrew's a Tiger fan. <laughs> yeah. I just found out they still got a team over there. So. Oh. <laughs> next question I got for you here. So uh, you're coaching, let's say you're coaching one of your All-American games, uh, one of those teams down there, and you got to go make a, a pitching visit, a mound visit, and you get walk-up songs too. So you're you're coach, but you're getting the walk-up song too. So you're going out there, your guy's struggling on the mound, but the music's got to come no matter what. So what's your walk-up song to come get your picture? Oh my God! I, all right, let me preface this, but I don't listen to music in the car. Um, I don't I'm either. My phone. wife hates it. I'm usually on the phone. Yeah. So so I, I mean I will. I have no idea. I mean, something, some, something stupid, uh, something silly. I mean, something ridiculous. I mean, maybe like I'm a Barbie girl song or just something. <laughs> it's to- totally just to get the kid. I mean, like I said, we actually so so go back a little bit. We're down in Florida, and I mean, we had a. I was helping out one of our coaches that was coaching two teams. They needed help on a nine U, and I, I look at my guy as head coach Nick. It's actually Nick's dad, and I said, Hey, let me, you know. Like, like, you know, I, he's like, I was like, what do you say to him? He goes, because right. he went out and did a mound visit. I said, you should have told him to throw the ball to the backstop. He goes, what? I said, he's nine. I said, I said he doesn't understand that that runner at third means nothing. I said, throw the ball to the backstop, let a run go in. You're up nine. Who cares? 
The run means nothing. Sure. Just throw strikes. And, and just make it fun for the kids. I, I'd probably do something like I'm a Barbie girl or something like that. Something like silly, it. stupid. You know, what, whatever. Just to, Make the game fun for the kids because the pressure, the pressure is just so much in these kids. And as soon as they play relaxed, they play so much better. They really do. Yep. You know, so, I, I, so it'd be, it'd be something stupid like that. That's a good answer. Right. I like it. <laughs> I got a couple questions here for you, and both of mine are umpire questions because you're an umpire. Who is your right. favorite umpire of all time? Joe West. <laughs> Joe West. <laughs> Without a doubt. The only okay. answer. I mean, what? I mean, I'm not saying he's good. I'm not saying he's bad. It just, yeah, Joe West. It is what it is. All right. Great. I okay. mean, makes you laugh. I like yeah, it. Does. Okay. Now, you're, you're ump behind the plate. Strike three just comes in. And the only way that you can make that strike call is you have to do, do a dance while you make the strike call. Do you still make the strike call, or do you just call it a ball so that you don't have to actually <laughs> dance in front of everybody? <laughs> I mean, a strike's a strike. It is what it is. I mean, let's go. <laughs> what dance strike. are you doing? The Barbie girl. Uh, I, I don't. I, I, if I could whip a nae maybe I can do that, though. I mean... <laughs> you know, I mean, f- funny story. I actually have a guy that used to do games for us that had over a million views on YouTube from his strike three. Really? Had over a million, a million views on his. It was like, like not like he when you see those videos circulating like Facebook, like uh, like not top umpires or something. Or, yeah. or, or and he was one. Of, he's one of those guys. Yeah, hit over a million views. Wow. On YouTube, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So we're gonna get you on there next. Yeah. <laughs> next time you're on the plate, no, no, you won't. A <laughs> uh, couple more I got here for you. Uh, what's your favorite food to grab? Uh, you know, at 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 a ballpark. Uh, you know, at your one of your tournaments. What's your go to? Uh recently the trail mix. Uh, TV kind of that's kind of my go to thing at TVK is a thing of trail mix. To be honest with you, I, I mean I'm not really a hot dog guy. I'll be honest, I get sick of concession food. Sure. Um, I, I'm literally there. Like I said, I'm up there before the sun's up till it's down. So I, you kind of get sick of concession food. Um, you know, trail mix pretty much. That's, I mean, that's kind of you know my thing. That's a so. fair answer. I like it. it's different. I, I, I do like popcorn though. So I mean, probably if I was traditional food, I'd have to say popcorn. All right, so. that, that's a better answer than trail mix. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, should every MLB team be required to have the, uh, a bullpen car? I don't know. No, no. you don't like the bullpen car. No. It's just I, I like watching them run out, and you know, I mean, like I said, now they're moving the, you know, you know, I like watching that, and you know, it's kind of, you know. Part of the game. It's a good Man. point. As you see Jim. in my background, I got John yeah. Rocker in the back. I was just about to say that, Jim. You got That's Rocker's fun. jersey hanging up in the back of your – right behind you. Oh, you do, you. don't you? But how, how are you going to sit there and say you, that you would prefer Fair. a bullpen car? That dude had a straight sprint yeah. from center sprint. field. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Mad dash. Yeah. <laughs> I, I meant to block it out before the interview here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I got another one here for you. So this has been my go-to. I really like this question. I've, I've asked it to, I think, two or three guys already. Um, but you're coaching a game, and your shoes are tied together, but no one knows they're tied together. Okay? So you're just stumbling all over yourself and falling all over the place. Uh, do you stick out the tournament, or do you, do you just go home at that point? You can't tell anyone that they're tied together. 
I, I stay. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't leave. And the hard part about that is, I, I, I usually wear like, 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 hey dudes. Now I used to be a Crocs guy. Well, last, oh. so, so you're, last the, you're our second last, guy that's up, a Crocs up, guy. Up. The, no, 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 that no, that no, was no, going to no, be no, my no. next question. That I, I, lit- <laughs> I literally just put in there. I literally just said I have one more question. My question to you, per, first of all, I'm a hey dude guy as well. I got a hey dude. I have all different kinds of hey dudes. However, my next question was going to be if you had an umpire in Crocs and socks, would you still do it? And you just answered yeah. it without even answering. Yeah. So, so let me let me let me go back a little bit here. So, so my, my right hand guy, Heath Smith. Uh, last year when we were not this past not this past Panasonic trip, but the one before. We used to give him so much shit about Crocs, and I never wore Crocs until basically a year ago. A year, a year, thirteen months ago, I never wore a pair of Crocs. Well, we're down at the uh, what Pier Park, and I have my son, and he he was five, and my wife, and we're shopping, and we walk in, and there's a Croc store. Oh, yeah. and I said, you know what? Not only am I going to get a pair of Crocs, I'm going to get these things. They're called gibbets. Oh you guys yeah, know about gibbets? yeah, the little Dude, buttons. I, I learned about yeah, it at the same place I, you I, did. I, I got some gibbets for my Crocs. And I walked back into the house, and I, I, they got little baseballs in it and all this, and I did it to make fun of Heat. But little did I know, over the last, like, year, I kind of started to enjoy them. <laughs> I mean, because they're easy to slide on. So I, I kind of turned into a croc guy because of Panama City Beach. So, yeah. now, But now I'm kind of on a hey, dude kick, and I haven't worn my crocs. I, now I did wear my fuzzy ones, but I didn't take the trash out because they're warm. <laughs> but, but I did... I, I truly, truly got him. I, I truly got him to mess with Heath, and then I, I kind of started to like him. But now I like the Hey Dudes better. I so. can't with all you guys with your Crocs, man. This is the second interview in a row. My, my man in our last is. interview, Tabor, wears them to coach. I, <laughs> hey, they're comfortable. They're not that bad. I mean, you, you, you keep them. You, you, and I, I'm not a sport mode guy. I'm not definitely not going sport mode in my Crocs. I can tell you that. I'm not going sport mode. I'm gonna keep them, keep them nice. I can slide them on and off, and and I'll even wear the ones with the fur when it's cold out. It is what it is. It's cold up here. Yeah, yeah I, dude, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, at the yeah. same place, my my kid, you know, two a couple of the other kids on the team got the Crocs at the Croc store at Pure Park, and yeah. um, I, we walk in there and he picks one out and he gets the whatever, yeah, the the buttons, whatever you want to call them, and hey, gibbets. <laughs> my my five year old that tell me gibbets, right? Yeah, yeah. And we go to the register and. The, the things were like 50 60 bucks i'm like i could have yeah. sworn these things were like 20 dollars a couple years ago you got to go to walmart to get the 20 dollar ones yeah now. i guess so yeah right right because <laughs> that, that, that yeah. crack store took us for about a hundred dollars down in panama city beach <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean i, I could have got a pair of jordan for it I, it's, it's funny you said that my kid's gonna listen to this i said the same thing i said dude you could have got a pair of brand new jordans for the what you just got out of yeah. these cracks yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I felt like the biggest fool in the world going back to the house in them too, and then I actually wore them for a couple of days. I'm like, these ain't that bad. I was, I, I was embarrassed to tell people at first, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna own it. It is what it is. You know what, Andrew? We we got to get ourselves a pair. We gotta. We I, have to. Apparently, when yeah. we do our live interviews and stuff at tournaments, we're just gonna show up in cracks and gibbets. Yes, yeah. With, so, with some flamingo tall socks. That's what we're gonna be rolling in with. <laughs> 
You could you could you could get like the pound sign and like a number one, and you know that way you get the number one team in the state. You know, like you know, like you know when you introduce it, you pull the crock off and you, you show them. And, hey, that hey, there you go. That should be yep. that should be your giveaways for the yep. winners of all your tournaments. You just get them a pair of Crocs with a hashtag number one. And just start passing them out. You can customize the Crocs to the color of the team. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Get, just get the giblets. <laughs> get those things. Oh, I uh, love it. Uh, all right, I got one more question for you here. Uh, you know, we could talk about Crocs all day, but uh, one more question here for you. We ask all our guests to kind of wrap up the show here. What's mo- one moment for you when it comes to travel baseball that you'll never forget, whether it's a game you watched, uh, you know, uh, your career, or seeing a team hit a home run, whatever it may be? What's that one moment that will always stick with you? There, there's a lot. It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint it, but it, it really comes down to why I do this, and it's it's all the memories that I have as a kid, and, and just the, from the sacrifices my parents made so I could do it to the memories that I have of, of playing travel baseball. It's that whole kind of my youth, the whole youth period I had uh, as a whole, and I don't know if that's a good answer or bad answer, but it's kind of just reminds me of why I do this every single day uh, and why I enjoy what I'm doing. And I, I'm fortunate, you know, because I, I, I get to do baseball for a living. I wasn't a great player. I wasn't wasn't phenomenal by any means, but I, I was passionate about it, enjoyed it. And, you know, I mean, it's just looking back on all those memories, and, and a lot of them, I mean, and that's the, the message I try to tell parents is, you know, you look at a team today and, I, I mean, a 10-year-old team or an 11-year-old team, 12-year-old team, whatever it may be, is most of those kids aren't going to go on to play college baseball, and that's okay. It's what lessons do they take away from the game and how do they grow and become individuals and people, and, you know, that's okay. You know, as long as it's a means to an end, uh, and that's that's what sports are. Uh, it's what do you learn and how do you grow as a person and make the most of it. And, you know, I found a way to stay involved with baseball, and I'm, I'm fortunate and, you know, you know, that, that's that's my memory is, is you just the whole recollection of you travel baseball as a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it. I love the passion. And, you, and when you talk about it, I could tell it, it, it does mean a lot to you. And you're in this for the right reasons. And that's what, that's why we wanted to have you on. Um, you know, you guys do a fantastic job. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the new series down in Peoria. I know I'll be down there once or twice. And I think Nick told me he's actually he's going to be down there working that too, right? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he's at Illinois State, so it's a quick trip over for him. Perfect. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a quick trip for him. We'll, we'll put his girlfriend Kaylee in charge. So, <laughs> yes, um, you know, she, she's a little she, smarter than she him. needs to take over that. Yeah, she needs to take over that team because I'm telling you, he's going to run that. <laughs> he keeps he's going to run him out of games. Right, right. I, you know, you know, she needs to take that team over. You know, I agree. <laughs> I hope I hope to meet you, know. you in person myself down there because we'll be we'll be down there too in July. So. July 13th through the 17th, I think it is. I'll, yep. I'll be there at some point. Yep, so we'll I'll be there. So I'll definitely swing over and we'll hook up for sure. So Awesome. Well, hey, guys, make sure you guys go check it out. Uh, PlayJPSports.com, if I'm correct, right? Yes, yes. PlayJPSports.com. Follow him on Instagram, PlayJPSports. Like I said, you know, it comes at our highest recommendations here. JP Sports and John and Heath and those guys do a fantastic job. Check out all their tournaments. They, you know, they got a bunch out there. They're letting you know what teams are there. They got great locations. Uh, check out their, um, um, 
they're all-star events, the All-American Games. They do a great job with that. So, again, we love what you're doing. We appreciate everything you're doing for the kids. And, um, again, I, we believe you're in it for the right reasons, and that's what it's all about. And we appreciate you hopping on. And you definitely want to have you on again once the season gets going and we could talk about what else you got going on. Perfect. Thank you, guys. And I'll, I'll wear my Crocs for that one. We all will. We all have we all will. That, so. <laughs> Perfect. And, and good to know even Tabor, a baseball youth guy, wears Crocs, too. So that's good for him. <laughs> he, said, he said he wears nothing so, but Crocs. That's awesome. Nothing yep. but Crocs. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I saw him in a 9U game down in Florida. I'm pretty sure he didn't have Crocs on. So I, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have to have a chat with him then because he lied what's to what's us. What's a, what's a, what's a fact check that? <laughs> right, we'll get the fact checker on him. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a fact checker on there. So, but, no, thank you guys very much. You guys are doing some great things. And, uh, like I said, people, you know, keep people talking, think about youth baseball. So, so awesome. So, thank you guys for what you guys do as well. Absolutely. We appreciate you, John. Yep, thanks, guys. Take care. You too.